got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Sacramento Kings lose tonight to the New York Knicks, 103 to 101 at the Golden One Center. Sacramento Kings lose to a team that entered the game 5-20. Sacramento Kings three-game winning streak comes to an end to a team that had not before tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, won back-to-back games. Kings lose 103-101. to The Knicks win back-to-back games for the first time this season. The Knicks move to 6-20. and And with the Sacramento Kings on the verge of 500 for the first time this season, a three-game winning streak, a two-game winning streak on the road. They come home, they get a thrilling victory the other night at the Golden One Center against the Oklahoma City Thunder team. Looking ahead, two games away from that elusive 500 mark for the Sacramento Kings with the two worst teams in the National Basketball Association on their schedule. They lose. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast. Presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I'm your host, Damian Barling. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. You got to forgive me for chuckling. You know we have a text line. Many of you take advantage of it. It's a 24-second text line. Uh, It's connected to all of my podcasts that I do. 916-888-5898. And and during games like this, uh, uh, Kings fans tend to vent their frustration, and rightfully so. If you are a listener, and I really hope that you are, of the daily podcast that I do called the podcast with Damian Barling. You know that we started today's show uh, talking about me being concerned about this game. Not concerned because I think the New York Knicks are good. Not because I'm concerned that the New York Knicks can put together a string of wins. Just it would be the Kings thing to do to lose a game to the New York Knicks. Uh, It would be a Kings thing to do. 25 games into a season to lose to a team that had five wins. And that's exactly what happened. Maybe it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe we got maybe we got cute. We started looking ahead, and we were very, very careful this morning. We didn't count wins. We didn't say, hey, here's what the Kings can do. Hey, take a look at this. Here, take a look at that. But, and I apologize for doing this, we did point out, okay, look at what the schedule looks like for the Sacramento Kings. Look at the way that they've been playing. They could have a hell of a weekend coming up against the two worst teams in basketball. And now you're going to go against the Golden State Warrior team. Who knows what you're going to get from them? And I, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm here with you. I'm ready to hear it. What, what, what do they got to say? This team was up 16. This game wasn't all bad. There was actually a point in this game. I, I started writing the notes for this game back, shoot, half, more than halfway through the second quarter. We were approaching halftime. I'm writing the notes of this game, feeling pretty comfortable where we're at, thinking, okay, this, this is what you wanted to see. My thought was, hey, maybe the Kings learned their lesson. Maybe maybe the Kings knew. Remember Buddy Heald's, I was going to say famous remarks, remember Buddy Heald's infamous remarks after the Chicago Bulls game. Yeah, we took this team lightly. Man, who the hell are you to take somebody lightly? Now, I don't think, I don't think that the Sacramento Kings took the New York Knicks lightly. Fact is, the Kings were up 16. Uh, the Knicks put together a string of, of of good basketball there over the over the final quarter-ish. And, I mean, we'll start from the beginning here. When we get to Luke Walton, we'll check in with Luke Walton. If we have time to check in with some players, uh, we will. Again, appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you're not a subscriber yet, 
you get to relive all of these frustrating moments with with the King's family here on the Hoopball Podcast Network and everybody who listens. Uh, if you are just checking us out randomly, become a subscriber. We drop an episode uh, after almost every single Kings game. Not every single one, but 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 but, but most of them. Um, try to bring you all the Kings news and all the Kings stories. Uh, tell your Kings fans, uh, friends about us. And uh, leave us a five-star review if you wouldn't mind. We'd greatly appreciate that. If you have an extra 60 to 90 seconds to drop us a couple of notes there on Apple Podcast, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. So let's start at the beginning. And the beginning is Buddy Healed. I was trying to come up with all these cute, clever lines to talk about how great Buddy Healed was in the first quarter. Five of five shooting, 10 points, five rebounds. Man, he's rolling along. Kings were up 10 points with under four minutes to, to, to play in, in the first quarter. It's like, okay. All right, now we know, and we've learned. This is a game of runs, right? It's the old basketball cliche. It's a game of runs. You don't get excited when your team is up in uh, uh, 10 in the, in, in the first quarter. But you look at the way Buddy Hill's playing, you're thinking, all right, all right, that's okay. I'll take it. 10-point lead. Second quarter gets going. Got a 12-point lead. All right, then. Let's keep going. Uh, Buddy's hot shooting from, from the first quarter. It got even better in the second and, and when I when I noted what his halftime stat line was, nine of 10, 22 points, eight rebounds, I was surprised because I have zero recollection of the shot that he missed. And I'm 100% positive I didn't see it. I didn't think he had missed a shot yet. When they went into halftime and I went to, you know, put together these notes, I thought, let me just go see how many shots Buddy healed in a row. I thought he was nine of nine or 10 of 10 or whatever the case would be. I, 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 I did not see whatever his first missed shot was. I didn't see it. Um, so that was the good news. The bad news was Kings were up 15. And maybe this was a sign of things to come. Or was it? See, the Kings, you know, they were up 15. And that, that shrank down to seven. Started getting a lot of texts about why did the Kings play so poorly at the end of quarters. And I thought Luke Walton made a hell of a call with it was a 20-something seconds left, less than that. He called timeout and was like, dude, fellas, chill. Get a basket here. We'll go into halftime up nine, and, 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 and we'll be in good shape. Just relax. Get yourself together. Let's get a basket here. That's exactly what happened. I'm sure that that's not what he said. He drew up an actual play that the guys executed, and if I remember correctly, uh, there at the end of the half, that was the Rashawn Holmes alley-oop. All right, that's good. Hey, more good news. So they're, they're, they're at nine. Like, hey, things are moving along here. We're good, folks. Nothing to see. Friday night, Golden One Center, New York Knicks in town. Kings are playing good ball. Buddy Heald's going off. Well, Kings went up 15. Then they went up 16. And before you know it, there was a 17-3 run that brought the Knicks within three. And then it was two. And then it was tied. And then the Knicks took the lead and... I don't think the Knicks relinquished the lead once they got it. What was it, about three minutes left? About three and a half minutes left? I, I, don't, I don't think they lost the lead after that. I think they held on to it. And the Kings were kind of shook. And I, it was at this point, I turned the volume up on the TV to hear what uh, the analyst Doug Christie was saying, and he, he kept saying the same thing. Like, it's all right. No worries here. You know, Doug, Captain Optimism, always has been. That's his personality. It's all right. Drive to the basket. You guys will be in great shape. Jump shot. Hey, get a little stop at the other end. Hey, no problem, guys. Drive to the basket. Jump shot. Finally, I feel like Harrison Barnes just took the ball from somebody and penetrated to the basket, got to the foul line, and then he misses one of the free throws. So the Kings 
uh, who were down four at the time of that play. They wind up down three. I think the Knicks scored on the next possession. And it's just like hey, they wound up getting they just didn't get enough out of that. But it was jump shot after jump shot after jump shot. Remember Buddy Heels first half, nine to ten. He finished fourteen twenty three. 34 points, 12 rebounds. I think the 12 rebounds was a career high for Buddy Heald. 12 points and 7 assists for Nemanja Bielitsa. Uh Marvin Bagley played 21 minutes tonight. Uh, this game this game for Marvin, and, and I guess it's, you know, once we get off the frustration of the loss to the New York Knicks, you know, let's, let's kind of break down this game and its importance for the Sacramento Kings. Marvin Bagley's game tonight was pretty similar to you know, to the game the other night. This is game number two for Marvin Bagley, uh, or game number two in his return for Marvin Bagley, and it looked a whole lot like game number one. I did see him. He was flexing his thumb. Like, it looked like he it looked like he had a brace on his thumb, and he got, or, or something, maybe it was tape. looked like he had something on his thumb, and he, and he got rid of it, and I, 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 I was actually concerned for a minute because, you know, when you, like, you ever hurt your hand or you hurt your finger, or you, you really hurt, and you just try to, like, shake it out, and you, you like flex it or you're you're like trying to grip like that's what that's what Marvin was doing and my I was like uh oh and then I realized he didn't have that that black thing on his finger I was like oh maybe he just took it off maybe it was bothering him um ten point seven rebounds for Marvin Bagley it, it's you know you're easing him back into the flow here I I I wouldn't expect anything more of that uh, I'm curious to see if his minutes increase um. I don't know where Marvin's playing time would have been had this game kind of stayed a blown out, had the Kings uh, stayed up 16. I'm curious where Marvin Bagley's playing time was because if you recall the last episode here of the Sacramento Kings podcast, we did wonder if, if maybe maybe Bagley's time was going to ramp up a little bit. Uh, maybe if he was going to start you know, over the course of the next handful of games to start creeping closer and closer to that 30-minute mark. Um but this this game fell into a position that I don't think Luke Walton thought it was going to be in. Certainly, I don't think Luke Walton thought this game was 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 going to be where it wound up uh, in the in the third quarter when they were up sixteen. And you know, I I'm trying to mask my frustration with this as someone who covers this team. But it, it, again, as I mentioned on the my daily podcast this morning, are you surprised? And I guess that. I guess that's the really frustrating part is I think I can ask you, are you surprised that the Kings lost to the New York Knicks tonight? And again, not to keep harping on this text line, and I know this it's 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 a it's a small portion of the audience, but I just look down at the text line and the answer is no. And I think that's the part that drives Kings fans crazy. You look at this and you go, yep. Look, look I read this text to you right now. Well, the Kings did it again. Uh, man, what's happening to the Kings? Of course, they're going to lose to the New York Knicks. That's what we get for counting wins. Uh, man, the Kings never learn, do they? That's those. That's a sample. That's a sample of the text coming in here uh, on the text line at 916-888-5898. Of course, you could text the show uh, anytime that you'd like. Uh, some of the some of the vital stats uh, that we talk about here pretty regularly. We'll take a look at. I remember there was a stretch where. You know, I, I keep this stat page open in front of me, and Buddy Heald was hot. And uh, the the Kings were playing really, really well. And this was in the first half. They had only six assists. All of those made baskets Buddy was shooting were, was, was coming from, you know, coming from Buddy. Um, 
and no one else. There wasn't a lot of ball movement. And if you thought the ball movement was bad in the first half, good God almighty, it got horrific in the fourth quarter. Absolutely horrific. This is a team that relies on the jump shot. This is a team that when they get frustrated, when they get flustered, when a team kind of... The, the Knicks kicked them in the balls. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to say here. They just hauled off and kicked them in the balls. And they don't know how to react to that. They just know that it hurts and they keel over. And their version of keeling over is shooting threes all day. I go back to what Doug Christie was saying there at the, at the, at the, at the, in the midst of that run there of the fourth quarter of the Knicks. Drive to the basket. You're fine. You're, you're down two points. Big deal. Drive to the basket. It sucks you blew a 16-point lead. It's no problem. You've won three freaking close games in a row. Drive to the basket. At, at one point, at, at, at one point before Harrison Barnes finally did, I was praying for Doug Christie to throw off his headset and just scream out to the court, fellas, drive to the basket. Run a freaking play. None of that happened. Jump shot after jump shot after jump shot. And that's frustrating, man. Because we, you know, it's it's that it's that we know what the Kings can be because we've seen it. And maybe that's the interesting part with this team. We know what the Kings can be. Right? But but do we know what they are? That's deep, right? Getting deep with you on a Friday night. We we know what the Kings can be, but do we know what they are? Like, what is this team? Because now you got to look at it like, man, that, 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 you got to like, man, that, that was just a, that was an anomaly. That, that game to Chicago, boy, you, it feels good. You know, those games don't happen very often, so you feel good about those. And I believe that that I believe that that's still true tonight. But you think you, you start looking like ah, Chicago, God, that was bad. And you realize, oh man, I remember Charlotte five games into the season, that was bad. And now you got the Knicks. And suddenly that, that, that total of games is getting bigger. And look, this stuff happens. This stuff happens. Like teams, you know, weird things happen in the NBA. You know, the Pelicans, they push the 76ers tonight. It happens. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know who this team is. I really don't. Just when you think it's that old Roddy Piper line. WWF fans, WWE fans from 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 the mid '80s, late '80s. You might remember the line: "Just when they think they've got all the answers, I change the questions." So Roddy Piper, like, just when we think we have figured out the Sacramento Kings, after they play well against San Antonio, they blow that game. That sucks, but they did play well. You see, their win against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. You see what they did against James Harden and the Houston Rockets. You're feeling good about it. They come back and they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. A team that's right in the same exact position that they are. Get a win at home. Tough, hard-fought win at home. Win three close games in a row. And then the worst team in basketball comes to town. And they lose 103-101. to King shot a better field goal percentage. Shot a better three-point percentage. They were out-rebounded. Let's go to Luke Walton. I'm going to take um, what positive we can uh, from every situation and learn from. I thought our guys did a nice job of being ready to play tonight. Um, 
you know, we, we've had some nice emotional wins lately and in the past that's caused us to have a letdown and tonight we were ready to play we came out we were locked in focus followed the game plan built up a nice lead um and then we didn't we didn't maintain right so we talk about playing 48 minutes as close to as we can at a, at a level that we know we're capable of playing and and we didn't do that tonight we we fell off and then give the knicks Credit. They uh, they imposed their will on us. They're a big, strong, physical team, and they pushed us around. And in, in, in you know, 14 offensive rebounds, second chance points, points in the paint, all the things they 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 do well. They uh, they dictated the, uh, the the outcome of that game. So uh, we continue to get. Well, we need to continue to get better. Um, and I'll get to the film tonight and and see what we. Uh, where our focus needs to be for tomorrow. Luke Walton, um, um, Katie Hunter, Kings TV. Um, when you look at this game and you look at the fact that the Knicks come in at last in the league in, in points in the paint, then they score 56, but you guys score 51 from beyond the arc. What were you seeing defensively in terms of what they were getting and what was the cause of kind of that jump in the in the paint for them yeah um, a lot of it started with the offensive rebounding um and i think they they started building up a confidence from that um they felt like they could kind of push us around a little bit and uh you know as, as the game went on and they got extra opportunities guys that uh you know guys started knocking down shots and then that compromised our our shell defense and we work on it, uh, we talk about it, and priority is protecting the, the rim. And we kind of started staying home a little too much, and uh, there, uh, you know, that was, it was kind of a mixture of, of both of those. So our shell got too spread out, and uh, then we weren't doing the job on the glass. Eight free throw attempts for you guys. I know off and on that's kind of been a little bit of a, of a problem. I spoke to Bobby at halftime and he said that he felt that officials were allowing it to be a very physical game. In situations like that, what do you do to kind of counteract the physicality and still figure out a way to get to the line? Well, you've got to keep attacking. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's our job. Uh, you know, to, to put pressure on that rim, make make them blow the whistle. And I, I, I agree that uh, we probably should have been in the line more than, than we went tonight. I felt like we were playing an aggressive offensive game and getting in the paint. Um, but that's the way that it was, it was called tonight. So, uh, you know, you don't let that discourage you. Uh, today's league, the way the rules are set up, you're not allowed to hold and grab and, and freedom of movement on offense. So, we got to cut harder. We got to show that they're that they're holding. They're not letting us, uh, you know, run our sets. And I felt like we did that again. We established ourselves in the third, and uh, for whatever reason, we we built up a nice lead, and then we uh, we stopped playing that way. So uh, it's just uh, one of those things. I got to get into the film, but we didn't play enough of the 48 minutes well enough to, to uh, secure a win tonight and, and again give the Knicks credit they knocked down shots they made plays uh, as that game went on Tony Harvey Sacramento Observer um, Coach Walton Julius Randle you know you've seen this guy a lot uh, Lakers Pelicans now he's with the Knicks can you talk a little bit about him because he was definitely a disruption down there yeah he, he's 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 a handful uh, he's really developed uh, 
into a, a very good player. And, uh, you know, when you give him the space to work, you know, we're, you know that, that we did tonight, uh, he's going to make you pay. And, and uh, you know, he, we talked about it before the game. In, in Golden State, he hit three threes. Tonight, he hit three threes. So, you know, we're, we're not overreacting to them, but we got to challenge them. He's, he's capable of making that shot now. And when he drives, there's supposed to be bodies everywhere. And I just feel like we didn't do a, a good enough job as a team defense uh, to disrupt uh, what he's good at. And it's our job to, to find what another team's good at and try to take him out of it, try to make that tough on him. Uh, we've been good at, at that uh, recently and tonight, not, not so much. Luke, Sean, Kenny, ABC 10. Um, down the stretch, they, you know, they steal momentum a little bit and realizing you haven't seen the film. Were you pleased with the team's composure? Do you feel that they got kind of taken out of there? Maybe some shots, questionable shot, shot selection? No, I was I was fine with our, uh, again, not seeing the film yet, but I think our composure was fine offensively. I feel like defensively we, you know, which we've been hanging our hat on a little bit. We, we, we let up, you know, we let, uh, we let, um, Alfred Payton get to the paint where he wanted to get to his spots. We let them get offensive rebounds. We let um, R.J. Barrett get to his left hand. These are all things that are part of, you know, what we're trying to take away. So I think, you know, we got a good clean look for Harrison. Buddy got a good look. Uh, I know we got one of those threes blocked. We got to the foul line. Uh, we didn't make our shots uh, down the stretch, but I felt like our composure was fine offensively. Defensively, we gave in a little bit, I felt like. So we'll go ahead and uh, leave that there from Coach Luke Walton. I'm actually okay with everything that he said there at the start. I'm okay with him saying that the team came ready to play because, again, I was saying this this doesn't feel like the Chicago game. This doesn't feel like some of the other games that they had. They were up 16 in this game. They had this game. It, it felt like they had this game well on hand. They were up 16 in the second half. And, you know, credit to the Knicks. Credit to the Knicks. And, and one of the things, you know, Luke Walton was talking about hanging his hat uh, on defense recently, which which 100% accurate. They absolutely have been. I think Luke Walton has also made tremendous in-game adjustments uh, over the last several games. And, and, and by last several, I mean last 7, 8, 9, 10. And that, you know, wasn't the case tonight. It's like the Knicks made a run, and, and that's, not on, that's not all on Luke Walton. But the, the Knicks made a run, and th- there was no answer. The Kings just couldn't respond. They couldn't respond to anything in those moments, you know, like from the last couple of games where they're facing a little adversity. They run a smooth play, uh, pick a player, gets an open shot, and you're good to go. That wasn't the case. Not the case tonight. Uh, it, it felt like they never got open, uh, and it felt like it felt like everything they were shooting was contested. And it, once they fell behind, like that was it. It felt once they fell behind late in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, it never felt like they, they got themselves together enough to, to be able to get a win. And obviously they didn't get a win. That's the, the stupidest statement I'm going to make. Obviously they didn't get themselves together enough. But it, as you're watching them play and you're just watching plays develop, you're looking at it like, well, someone's going to have to hit a hell of a shot because this is ugly. They can't get open. And it's like the Knicks found themselves in position to win a game and just decided, hey, let's play defense for the next minute and a half and we could get our sixth win of the season. And that's what they did. So the Kings lose tonight. Uh, 103 to 101. I know I need to get out of the habit of saying tonight because many of you listening to this on a different day. So the Kings lose to the Knicks. How about that? 103 to 
to 101. The Knicks are now 6-20. and 20. Kings, who had an opportunity to get to 500 with the two worst teams in basketball on their schedule, will not be able to do that. They are now back to three games under 500. They are now 11-14 and 14 with the Golden State Warriors coming up in San Francisco and a visit to the brand-new Chase Center. We'll be back here covering it for you. Uh, hopefully, it's a lot different tone than tonight's podcast. But either way, I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Uh, feel free to send your feedback, thoughts, or anything Kings related, anything sports related, you can connect with us, 916-888-5898. Appreciate you so much for listening. If you're not a subscriber yet, please do become one. If you haven't rated the show yet, please do. Again, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we will see you Sunday night following the Kings and the Warriors here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network.